After so many lockdowns over the last couple of years, can we expect to see a boom in creativity? After all, it's amazing what people accomplish when they're isolated, bedridden, or even incarcerated. Frida Kahlo began her art career whilst recovering from a horrific accident. She even had an easel made specially to help her paint from her bed, which she would spend three months in. The infamous Marquis de Sade was insanely prolific during his incarceration, churning out 11 novels, 16 novellas, and 20 plays. He polished off his highly explicit novel Justine in just two weeks during 1787. Nine days locked in a room without company, food, or sleep gave us Grimes' breakthrough third album, Visions, now playing. The artist Rebecca Horn was forced into one of these situations by a nasty incident with some fiberglass particles. But her time in isolation allowed her to generate her incredibly unique, multidisciplinary art. You're listening to Kunst Please, a podcast about modern art. And this is a story about going beyond our limits. Rebecca Horn was born in Germany right at the end of the Second World War. She gravitated towards drawing initially as it was language agnostic. Growing up in the aftermath of the war in West Germany, it was required of children that they learn to speak English or French. People really hated Germans at the time, naturally. She went to art school eventually, but was struck by a series of tragedies in the early 60s. After having relocated to Barcelona to practice some art, she had been working with fiberglass, but didn't use a mask during her process, and subsequently contracted a serious lung infection. She was hospitalised for a year in a sanatorium, totally isolated, during which time both of her parents tragically died. The physical isolation and loneliness would form the basis of key motifs throughout the rest of her career. She started to work on new projects from her hospital bed, which acted like a sort of cocoon for new creativity to grow in. Her most famous pieces came directly from this initial evolution. They are works of body art, extensions to the human form, that exist to help us touch what we cannot with our regular bodies. The notion of being out of reach is Horn's biggest influence and creative driver. Made in the late 60s, but unveiled in 1972 alongside some other prosthetic work, one of her most famous pieces is called Einhorn, or Unicorn. As the name suggests, the film and photographs making up the piece feature a model wearing a long white horn strapped to her head, walking through fields of wheat. The strapping is actually nearly identical to the ones Frida Kahlo painted in her piece Broken Column, which directly addresses her accident and recovery. Another famous piece from this collection is the delicate and yet somewhat disturbing finger gloves. These metre-long wood and material prosthetics were once again worn as part of a performance piece. There is a film where Horn walks around a house, dragging and caressing the long fingertips across the wall, evoking a sort of tactile but sinister vibe. Comic book fans might think of Lady Deathstrike and her extended adamantium claws. But here's what Horn had to say about the piece. The finger gloves are made from such light material that I can move my fingers without effort. I feel, touch, grasp with them, yet keep a certain distance from the objects that I touch. The lever action of the lengthened fingers intensifies the sense of touch in the hand, 
I feel myself touching, see myself grasping, and control the distance between myself and the objects. Feathers would become a key material for Horn, and she created many beautiful artworks and performance pieces with them. They represent a sensuality, a sort of other side of the coin to the extensions, but there is still a story of isolation involved, this time born out of intimacy, the feathers becoming a sort of prison in a way. Here's Horn talking about a piece in a performance called Cockatoo Mask from 1973. The person standing before me touches the feathers delicately, then separates and opens the wings. The spread wings stretch like long bird wings and softly enclose around our heads. The feather enclosure isolates our heads from the surrounding environment and forces us to remain intimately alone, together. Away from prosthetics and performance, as Horn's artistic career progressed, she pursued a highly successful sculpture career, including some extremely well-known outdoor commissions. If you've ever been to the beach in Barcelona, you'll have seen her tower, L'Estelle Ferry. But they weren't all architectural and static. Many of her sculptures were more kinetic, more like machines. Trembling spoons touch one another, suitcases flutter, rifles take aim, and rhinoceroses meet with an electric kiss. The focus is not on the machine itself, but on the movements which make the objects appear alive. Just as she had used prosthetics to extend the body further into spaces and zones that seemed untouchable, so she gave life to inanimate objects and gave them impossible emotions. This marriage of mechanics and bodily functions earned her the nickname, the Bionic Woman. Horn didn't stop there though, she brought her performance skills to the art house cinema with multiple high-production full-length films perhaps the most high-profile of which being Buster's Bedroom, made in 1990 and starring Donald Sutherland and Geraldine Chaplin, that's Charlie's daughter. The tragicomedy concerns the main character's obsession with silent film Buster Keaton, an obsession that Rebecca Horn shared. Keaton's own films somewhat resemble the kinetic sculptures that Horn created, each stunt and sequence a perfectly timed ballet of movement that is mesmerising but artificial in its choreography. The film also mirrors the downfall of Keaton, who was a serious alcoholic, when he spent time locked away in a sanitarium. Horn, reflecting once again on her own experience, isolated from the world. A mere snapshot then of a four-decade span of incredible creativity that began because she was locked inside. What did you do with your time away from the world? And there it is, Rebecca Horn's body of work. Kunst Please was created and produced by Jonathan Heath. That's me. Be sure to follow the gallery space on Instagram at Kunst Please for the complete picture. And check out the show notes for assorted bits and ephemera from this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the experience, share it with a friend and start a conversation about art. <laughs>